Just slapped over. There we go. Okay. All right. I fixed it. No, louder. Okay. Good job. That's what we needed. Right, that's all we needed. But welcome back, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You can literally push the mic forward. Oh, I can sit like this. Yeah. Oh, this is different. I'm not used to this. Yeah, that's why you sat there. Exactly. Whatever, brother. But welcome back, everybody, to another episode of It's On Us podcast. Today we have the crew minus John, who's homesick. Shout out to John. Get well, John. But we have a very special guest, like. Top uh, favorite guest we've had on this whole episode, all seasons, all sixty-seven episodes and counting. But um, yeah, Mr. Nice. Mr. Javon Terrence, yes, sir. Here. Welcome to the pod. Welcome, welcome to the pod. May I say it's an honor to be sitting next to such a multi-talented individual who is putting on not only for Lorraine but just the fashion world. No, thank you guys. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, so that's what you want to hear, man. Hell yeah, you're you doing a great thing, man. Great thing, right? So, so question for you, Javon, out the gate already. So, already, at what point, what was your like awakening moment? Like, I arrived, this um, was, yeah, this was like your Paris, I, okay, yeah, because I got, I mean, getting invited to Paris as a designer was like, I did my show at the Palace Theater, we showed the collection. Um, but then it was funny because getting invited changed. I had to, I was like, I can't come from Lorraine and, you know, take like mediocre pieces to Paris. So I, I selected a couple things from that collection and I just went into like red carpet design because mm. I had to change the way I looked at it and not just take everyday wear pieces, which I'm an everyday wear designer on a higher level than like a Zara. So, yeah. More, moving into more luxury too okay. but luxury is a whole nother thing do you want to get into luxury uh so the word luxury you're talking about ten thousand dollar pieces so yeah i do but uh, that's luxury scary to people a lot of people throw the word luxury around a lot but uh when you look up the definition of it chanel dior these are the fashion houses that are making the real luxury pieces right so like East Saint Laurent and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yep, yep. So, so why high fashion? For me, I've always wanted to make garments that I could wear that I wasn't really seeing at the mall. So, high fashion is um, a good thing to touch. Also, being a black designer, I didn't want to be, um, you know, pushed into a box of just being um, urban hip hop designer. Which is funny. They called virtual oh, wow. at the. Uh, it's the Grammys, yeah. No one like listed them as urban designer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Mm, so kinda... even even Virgil, like people are just you know small minded of you know tagging him as an urban designer because he's black. So, and I mean it's not his fault that a lot of his fashion designs influence streetwear and people mm-hmm. from urban areas who just loved him. That doesn't yeah, make him yeah, like, and that's an urban designer. Yeah, the culture kind of did that. You know, painted that picture, but you know. It's hard because you had Jay-Z with Rockerware and uh, Sean John. It was still categorized as urban, even though they were doing shows in Paris and stuff. So mm. uh, black designers are still trying to break that barrier down. Definitely. So. That's a mold that needs to be broken. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that like designers. that word urban know, automatically man. gets stuck with us. And I'm like, eh. Right, because I mean, how would uh, designers of opposite be... 
how would they feel if they were called suburban designers? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. If you just put an S in front of that urban, mm-hmm. how would you feel? Because yeah. then you feel like you're boxed in and like, you know, again, you're just in one category when you fill up every category. That's not fair. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because like uh, some of the famous like artists in the world, like uh, Da Vinci and all those, mm-hmm. they've seen culture from our culture and they revamp it and make it seem like they created those pieces. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, yeah. it's like we're, your, we're the real creatives. You know what they call those, right? Culture vultures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just those people have the platform to elevate what you were trying to do before you could do it. Yeah, because they had more access and Jay resources for yourself. Now you have a lot more access. Yeah, I do. So it's a lot. I don't try to overthink it, but it's a lot like culture-wise that a lot of people see here, which I'm like, I've always taken consideration when I'm designing the pieces. So, yeah. Feel that. Feel that. Mm-hmm. So... I'm, not, I'm just enjoying the conversation. Okay. You, I, you know me. I I don't know anything about don't fashion. Don't have to pull it closer. I don't know anything about fashion. So for the show, I asked Javon, like, a guy like me, what should I do to, like, he's like, honestly, if you're not into fashion, stay bargain. Like, be a bargain hunter. And he mm-hmm. told me he's a bargain hunter. So yeah. can you elaborate more? Like, like, what pieces do you find, like, comforting just, like, I guess, wearing every day? Do you, like, just enjoy the comfort wear more than the luxury? It's hard because with COVID, you know, athleisure became really big. And now I'm trying to get back into more dressing up again. Um, but then in Lorraine, my friends would be like, where are you, you, we're going only here, you know, but you gotta get dressed. Cause I just, I try to think the mindset of like, what would I wear in New York? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but people get scared of outfits here in Lorraine. So it's like. I was just gonna say that because a lot of people here have a very, and I'm no diss to a lot of people around here, but dull sense of fashion. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, I guess it is very intimidating when you step out with a person who understands fashion mm-hmm. and understands it at a high level. And that leads me to a question. Does that sometimes get a little, t- I'll say tiring, knowing that you are a constant walking brand and understanding you always have to put your best foot forward when it comes to getting dressed and you know, it's kind of annoying that sometimes you can't put on laid back wear because people are always watching what you're wearing. Oh, don't go me, get me wrong. I still wear my joggers and stuff. And I'm okay. Because okay. <laughs> I'm sewing a lot in the store, so I try to be comfortable. I'm wearing that um, harem suede stretch harem pant I made. So mm-hmm. I try to, you know, when I started designing, I wanted to make pieces that didn't look homemade. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you didn't ask me if I made these pants, you're like, oh, okay, those are cool pants. Definitely. Javon Terrence fans. <laughs> so, I like um, that. I was finding when I was doing shows in Cleveland, no hate to some of the Cleveland designers, but some of the stuff looked homemade mm. and badly made just because they wanted to have clothing out. Okay. And okay. You see that stuff in New York too. Like when I do shows in New York, like not finishing things. And I've been since, um, there's a difference between samples and, and ready to wear, sell off the rack. What? I'm probably talking another language. But what, but what are some of those examples? Like, what's so, sample and opposed to ready wear, I guess? Um, so, sample is just like unfinished seam. So, like, you'll see, like, a, it's called a surging stitch where you're finishing seams and you can just sell it to somebody. But people, designers do sample sales like we do in the store. So, off the runway, worn once or twice, the price is down. But it's kind of, you can even price it up probably because it's on the runway. But right. it's priced down because a model wore it. So it's okay. considered a sample. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not fully done, but made 
enough that you can wear still. Okay. Yeah. For like for like visual purposes. Yeah, like. yeah. Okay. And we send samples to stylists, um, you know, so because this is like a always grab and go thing. Um, t- so because they're putting it on a music artist for a video and then shipping it back to you. Mm. So. What type? Like, well, before you ask this, so like behind you, then is that like rack ready? That's like I could buy that right now if it these was my are, size. These are rack ready pieces. Yeah. Oh, we getting exclusives again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I know we get the we off, get the drop. I'm telling you, off the cuff though, the first jacket, like yeah. that's my favorite piece. That. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite piece. Yeah, vote like jacket. vote yellow, greenish, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So, um, I designed this. One of my production production companies did the work on it and um it's an intricate process because i'm like it has to be this color you got to do it this way mm-hmm. and it's like a whole month long for one coat <laughs> do you have a favorite color that you prefer to actually use when you are designing something um I'm, i like to play with color because you you know you learn a lot about color in art school so I'm, I'm willing to take the chances on color so little by little throughout the years it wasn't like I came out with a vote coat in 2000 <laughs> right yeah 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 because um, older guys have to get like sped up you know throughout the years and start to see the brand and willing to take the chances on color mm, right um, but yeah it's just a it's always an education in Lorain County but I my quote is I don't think um, only Lorraine I think about the world so when I design pieces like how can I shop this to Paris or New York you know what market is it going to do well in mm, okay mm-hmm. this is a very basic question but what is your favorite color since you are a fashion person I, I do like this neon um, vote my fa- actual favorite color since I was a kid though is red so we did like a whole red collection when I did the show my 10 year anniversary at the um, Lorraine High Okay. Nice. We had red wigs because my hair was, I dyed my hair red in 2008. <laughs> nice. I was, when it comes to OG, I was just doing some stuff that people like, you know, you see red tip locks and stuff, but like I was doing some stuff where it came down to my parents was like, are you on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember early on too, like, yeah. watching you, Dre, shout out to Dre. Um, mm-hmm. You guys were like the older generation I like kind of admired because I'm like, you guys had your click. You guys knew what you wanted yeah. to do. Y'all stayed together. You're like, yeah. y'all overcome so much. Like, you just got married not too long mm-hmm. ago. Congratulations too. on that, Congrats. too. Yeah, so Congrats. that's a whole other discussion we'll have yeah. later on. But like, yeah. you guys set an example. And like, for me personally, I paid attention. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, these guys figured it out. I try to curate my life based on like how you guys kind of live and like what you're creating for Lorraine. Mm hmm. Cause it's important to me to like give some piece of what I'm doing to my city, but like mm-hmm. keep moving on. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta, we, and we saw that from older guys, you know, we had, uh, well, so in the nineties we had a lot more, uh, organizations. We had the YMCA leagues. Mm-hmm. Like it was, a, it was a lot more things. We could go play basketball, open gym at Lorraine middle. Uh, Classic. so all these places, Salvation Army. So it was more, I ain't gonna lie, it was more of a community. We have Facebook, and I feel like people connect that as their community, but in real life, we have real communities I was looking out because you didn't have social media, so. Right, and I miss that so much. It was different, so yeah, we got to see how uh, the real life of Lorraine was, so we just kind of implemented that into our lives from people that we would watch on the court and stuff, and, you know, good, big families that we came from. I have seven am- uncles, you know, that all played sports and stuff. So just seeing them and having people to look up to. So, 
Okay, yeah. so like. Let me know. Okay. Oh, gosh. oh, all right. Okay. Okay, so now back to my question. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? When you were younger, like, what was your dreams? Up. You wanted to be like Mike. Yep. <laughs> I be from that era. I wanted to play in the NBA, which was like serious until like junior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I wanted to work, you know, as a sneaker designer at Nike. So I started sneaker designs i got the jordan 11s in 95 just pushed up my age to me um mm-hmm. it's fourth grade i think and i got those shoes and now it's just like and i was i was winning art contests i was i won an art contest in like preschool at um yeah at saint nicholas and north coast i was going to different you know, elementaries and stuff like that. So I was just designing shoes, and I have stacks of shoe designs in my store, actually, that just kind of collect dust now. Hmm. But they're hmm. crazy because that's what was a stepping stone of getting into fashion. I wanted to work there. So I did. I researched everything. You had to go to fashion uh, art school for industrial design. So I was looking at art schools for that. And they not only taught you sneaker design, but they taught you concept cars. I would go to the uh, auto show and get the plastic bag, get all the concept car books and looking at cars. So it wasn't just about sneakers. It was when they came out with the Kobe, the Audi inspired Kobe. I was like, mm-hmm. those look futuristic. So like cars and sneakers and um, how designers are doing that and Tinker is just setting the tone. Yes, he is. Um, he has so many classic silhouettes. It's crazy. I just saw his list. So, but I, then I started sneaker customization in, in high school. So that's how I got my name too. A lot of people knew knew me by um, customizing shoes. So it just got old for me. And then I, I moved to San Diego in 2004, 2005, right after high school. And then that's when um, the fashion struck. Okay. I designed my first sketches in a hotel in San Diego, went to Fitum uh, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising to get accepted, was excited, called home, I was like, I got accepted to fashion school, and they were like, okay, that's cool, and then uh, it ended up being too much money, so I had to move back to Ohio, and um, after that experience of living being in a tourist sitting in traffic and then you got a Bugatti and a Lamborghini and all these cars in front of you like I'm like I feel real cheap right now <laughs> so seeing that really was good at a young age I mean you're talking like 19 years old so I came back and um like like I said travel changes the way you move in life yeah mm-hmm. so cuz I came back to Ohio like I was like fine with working odd jobs but I knew at night that was my real job was my dream your craft yeah yeah, yeah. That's what's up. and it's so here interesting to hear you say like talk about different like the inspirations like from cars and stuff like that and you know your passion for shoe designing because i believe artists in general you know they they are like take interest in a lot of different things because a lot of different things can motivate them to create something special like for example your henderson bridge mm-hmm. jacket like that is so like fire. Like I, I like I said, I have no fashion, but I would wear that. Yeah, I would legit wear that. Yeah, I mean, and you want people to ask you questions. Is it resort? Is it tropical? 
but when you play with um, man manipulating different design, you can make it look how you want. It's architectural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, okay, so question I thought it was you. tropical when I first saw it. Yeah, no, so I'm going to Miami next week. Okay. And I want to be on a boat. Yeah. What do you have for a boat? Boat design. Man, I... When I when I design my summer pieces for men and women, I always think a lot about what can I put on the beach in the boat. So you can wear our tiki shirts is perfect. You can go oversize. I went to Cabo last year. I wore the whole lighthouse as a set, and we were just on Cabo on the boat. Just the wind blowing. You do the two buttons and hey, <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So yeah, we got a lot of boat looks. How rewarding is it for you, like? When you do finish a piece or you see somebody else is wearing your your creation, like how does that like does it give you like chills, like, oh shit, like mm -hmm. yeah. No, he's not a little kid, he doesn't get excited but, like that. But I bet you he still gets excited because that's that is that has to be rewarding for oh, an yeah. artist. Oh yeah, I do. I get excited. Like um when Chris Paul oh, wore my coats. Um, I was about to say Chris Paul when he yeah. wore your jacket. Mean, you, I'm like, you're gonna jump up and down in the house, man. You know when you find out that stuff. That's some big things because I look at it like I didn't make it to the NBA, but I'm dressing NBA players. So you're you pretty much there. You're so there. It's, it's like you know that's your foot somewhere in the door. <laughs> yeah. I still have a tie to the NBA, which is kind of cool when you know so many people grow up there and they want to be in that in that field, in that space, and, yeah, right. in that space. So. But with you being like blessed with the creativity that you do have, because the creative bug has definitely bit you. You have a love for shoes. Do you ever plan a trip to like Oregon to go to the Nike headquarters to like maybe offer them ideas at some point in your fashion career? He he's not looking for ideas. He's looking for <laughs> partnerships. Yeah. No, I know to give them ideas and work with them. That's what yeah, I'm no. saying. Like, will he go to Beaverton, Oregon? Because I believe that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, I think um that's a bucket list trip. Um. With with brands and fashion, so they you could you see now they you know they did a collaboration with Drake, so it would be somewhere in that that realm where, you know, Javon Terrence gets to a point where we can do a Nike collaboration and it's just like for a season or something like that. Right. Um, like, like how Virgil did and Travis Scott. Don um, C. Here. And Don C. Yeah. A lot of people have gone through Jordan and Nike, and mm -hmm. I just feel like Javon Terrence deserves, you know, at least one season. Of yeah. a collab with one of those, big but if brands. that's the case, can you please keep it off of sneakers? Okay, let yeah, us no. let us real people who really try to buy this shit, who try to support people like you, yeah. let us get a chance to buy it. Don't put it <laughs> on these stupid ass platforms, these apps. I get these ate up by bots, mm -hmm. and I have no chance in the fucking world yeah, to even buy it. I hate I, bots so much. I lived that room myself, so if that came to fruition, like we have our flagship store here in Lorraine, so we would have a release right at my store. <laughs> Period. So, we're there. Yeah. Just expect my tent to be outside that store. For sure. <laughs> lining up. Yeah. I, I'm definitely camping out by the palace. Yep. Yeah, because I, I would just take one of those uh, designs. I wouldn't even waste any time. I mean, there's so many cool Jordan designs that's just in folders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? And like you said, that goes back to an early age that you were sketching mm -hmm. shit and it's yeah. and just collecting dust. Like, what's yeah. up? I'm ready for y'all to pull up on me. Yeah. Like, got something for y'all. Yeah. So your first uh, silhouette of your shoe, do you remember what it looked like? Um, like I have some of the photo, the papers. Like I, I write the year and like some of them have like old one on them. Like this is like 20 years old. Jesus, um, <laughs> that's dope though. That I was really doing is. like Spider Man inspired Jordans. I was like doing um upgraded kobe's uh pennies because mm -hmm. all me and my friends we were at, like back then like penny and jordan was like the uh, argument um r.i.p to my friend ray shine like he loved penny 
So, like, we would just go back and forth in elementary school about who was better. Because that's – Jordan was big, but there were still other players that could take his, you know, spot. Right. Then. So, he had to still keep proving himself. Because mm-hmm. Penny was that guy. Mm-hmm. Wait, so who did you choose, Penny or Jordan? I was a Jordan guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've always been a Jordan you guy. You see, he got the kicks on. Mm-hmm. I love Kobe, too, though, but he took a lot of his moves. Yeah, I mean, if Jordan was like an original song, Kobe was the remix. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always put it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, outside of Jordan, because I'm gonna exclude his shoe out of the whole, you know, discussion right now. What's your favorite uh, Nike shoe silhouette? Like, under which player is a Nike Penny um, uh, Charles Barkley? Who has your favorite shoe? I like the Pippins because I like big bold stuff. So with the hair on the Pippins, it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh-huh. I don't even own any. Actually, I take that back. I lo- I really love Dennis Rodman's uh, side um, tie up shoe. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love those. Man, Griffey got a nice one too. Griffey, yeah, those are all retro classics, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, '90s definitely got spoiled with the uh, shoe scene. Mm-hmm. Man, especially the the Air Maxes. Yeah. Like the '97, the '95s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you gotta always go back to the Air Force One, though. You know. Yeah, what was it like? You know what? That's a good question. Like when the Air Force One dropped on the scene, was that shoe really like that big of a deal? Because I thought people were into the uh, Cortezes, the Nike Cortezes at first. Because then oh, that Cortez was... is a West Side yeah. shoe. That's a yeah, that's a Cali thing. See now, see now we're going into where I'm a sneaker guru. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. we go. Cortezes is like the my dad called them the dope boys growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. But uh, 1972, I think the Air Force dropped in. New York, that's why they're called the Uptowns. People will have to go up to Uptown to buy them. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why there's a lot of collaboration with New York artists. Um, so this, the Air Force One did really well. They had to go against the Adidas Shell Toe a lot in the 80s because Run DMC was pushing the Shell Toe. Mm-hmm. So there was times where Nike, now it's back to where Nike and Adidas are this uh, neck and neck. Um, so... They were trying to prove a point, and the Air Force One was a really classic silhouette. Yep. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Appreciate <laughs> what, that. What was your SpongeBob? I ripped my pants. Whatever. All right, so what was your question, Gabe? Favorite color uh, Air Force? I have my pair that I've been holding on since 2005. It's a snakeskin black with like an off cream. Ooh. So, mm. um, and then I just did an ID of uh, Admiral King colors, so it has like AK on one foot and 04. So, oh, that's, that's a shout hard. out to Admiral King though. Yeah, yep. See, in high school I was some customizing some uh, my own my own shoes too. That's just so fun to do, just yeah. to throw on some different colors and just mm-hmm. make some shit. You're really your own, man. Like. Yep. Especially when you walk in, like, what are those? Like, oh, I made these, dog. <laughs> what, are, what are those are the good ones? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, when what are those were <laughs> a good thing. Right. I just remember, like, being a kid, waking up, and, like, having my favorite sneaker on the first day of school. Like, oh, I'm about to kill everybody no, with these. Like, no. what was that pair for you? Oh, my God. Um, dang. I, oh, okay. So, back when, it's crazy. Aaliyah died. And then the next day, they did the uh, navy and white, Jordan High, and the breads. I had to go to Tower City to get them. They were selling the breads under the um, under the back door in them, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get the navy and white pair. And um, I remember, like, ready to go to school. They were school colors and got them Jordan 1 highs on, man. You know? That's one of the things people first notice about somebody. Like, they come in and, like, mm-hmm. sneak I've never, I've never had a pair of Jordans. We know. That's not a sports thing. 
You're been not paying the attention. only one. You and Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman said he had. Hey. Oh, I remember him saying that. That he never. He played with Jordan. Like, how do you not have a pair? No. He made him I cut his Vegas trip short. He never That's spent why. his own money. I think he got gifted. Jordan. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But he never yeah. spent his own. Money. I ain't never bought a pair. Yeah, there's of no way that he didn't come to one of their games and there wasn't a fresh ass Jordan right. box just sitting right there, right, like right. team yeah. shoes, like. Now he sponsors multiple yeah. colleges and. Yeah. Shit, he sponsors PSG. Damn, that organization yeah. out there in uh. Uh, that's, that's, it's in Paris It's a soccer I, organization I love his PSG uh, colorway mm-hmm. Paris Saint Germain mm-hmm. Love it It's like a Like a Like a darker blue And red and white Especially the ones I still need to give me those yeah. PSG ones Love them They need to come back out With them Olympic sixes That's what they look like <laughs> Them so, shits is fire I like the Olympic sevens too Sevens are cool I just mm-hmm. Sixes are just I don't know They're, they're just so comfortable bro like, You know what's weird I used to love the sevens When I was a teenager But when I First bought me a pair of sixes. I was like, these feel like the big brother pair to the sevens. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what they sevens and that's how I feel about fours and threes. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like the classic sevens, I'll buy like the Bugs Bunny pair again, the Olympics, and uh, the do they have a PSG version of the sevens? They do. Yeah, yeah and those, yeah. and that's about it. I'll wear mm-hmm. three pair of the sevens, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Javon, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What was like? How important was it for you to open up your flagship, flagship store in the ring? It was um, crazy. <laughs> Two thousand twelve. I was in. I did attend fashion school, so I am self-taught, like ninety-eight percent self-taught. I went to fashion school just to see the other side of the game. So I was I was working forty hours a day, going to fashion school and still doing fashion shows because we were growing the brand still. And then, so Lorraine had a pop-up shop um, program that I found out about through my wife's um, mom. So I went to the city hall. They showed me all the, um, the, you know, storefronts that were vacant. I picked it. I sent a photo to my wife, like, we're going to do this store. And I never considered it as a pop-up. Like, so there's other pop-ups, but I considered it as a real store. We were just getting on our feet. We had a lot of t-shirts and I had like one rack of this stuff that I made from doing shows in Cleveland. So I had to learn how to become a business owner, entrepreneur. Um, We were reading business books for dummies and just trying to sit down with people as fast as we could because we had to get like the store um, ready in like two weeks. It was crazy. So um, doing a documentary we're going to release in five years. This is going to be like 20 years of what we've been doing. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I was going to ask you, I'm like, yeah. all this build up to this point, like, it has to be some type of, like, yeah. it's going to be a motivational documentary. Yeah, yeah. I can already tell, but, yeah. like. It's going to be, like, a full two, uh, hour and a half movie. It's going to be crazy. Would you like to shoot the movie at the palace? We are going to do a screening there. Mm. Yep. It's going to be, like, the main big one. Um, so, then, hopefully, by the time in five years I meet more directors that are willing to just take on the documentary and do it the right way, like how Kanye's was done. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, we have a lot of footage since 2008. You got Paris footage, all that stuff. Oh, wow. New York and all that. So. so speaking of Kanye, how do you feel about his fashion sense? Another, he was another big player when I started my um, brand because in... 2007 I'm I'm coming from Lorraine a kid from Lorraine doing a lot of shows in Cleveland so I didn't want to come off crazy arrogant because they were like oh you're just from a small city so what I did I let the clothing speak speak for itself 
And um, I, I would play Kanye songs for my shows. So people kind of caught on to that. Mm -hmm. So he would say the stuff I would want to say to people. <laughs> that's, you can't tell me that's nothing, great right right you know, stuff like that so i would be playing kanye's songs so then so now you know i kind of grew out of that and he inspired me a lot through fashion too so i kind of grew out of his inspiration into just my own thing i mean i think it's dope that you use them because again he is a, a voice of the midwest so yeah. who better to use right yeah. to represent how you feel and voice yourself mm -hmm. i got a great question um because jacob put it up there Say if uh, everything kind of like didn't work out and it all fell apart, did you have a backup plan if fashion was just like, you know, cut off to you and you just couldn't get your foot in the door? Did you have another route that you were going to take? I mean, take? you can always work, you know, jobs, but my, I never really thought about a backup plan because I, would, I worked all the way till 20, yeah, like right after I came back from Paris, I took a leap of faith and started full-time fashion, but... You, you kind of just know it. Like, you know when you see a really good player in basketball, it's like, yeah, that guy's, he's going to end up going to NBA. Right. Uh, right. You know, no offense. Unless you go, unless, I mean, there's good players that just don't have that um, strategic, like, I'm going to work on my craft, you know. And they have the talent. We've seen a lot of that here in the city. You just get caught right. up in some bullshit. Um, and no discipline. So you, you do have to be disciplined. Um, but kind of just kind of know and just you got to put it your all into it and take that gamble got it so aka there was no backup plan this was gonna work for you i mean it's funny because i would write down my backup plans and it'd be like this is just too far-fetched like i'll write down like if this doesn't work i'll work at joanne's well i'm not working at joanne's <laughs> not to put joanne's down but it's like you kind of see when you write things down you see how like okay i can keep trying this right because it knows worth taking the chance. So. And it's kind of like you know internally, like in your spirit, like you said, you wrote it down, and it's like your spirit lets you know when like, you read it. Like not, this makes not, me feel you're not like gonna do that. this yeah. is out of alignment. Like yeah. this ain't for you. Mm -hmm. That's good. But you know, working the odd jobs, I just basically funded myself. We never had an investor, so that's impressive. Um, I just would make money. Uh, still try to buy my Jordans and put money, in the <laughs> put money into buying fabric and um, build off of that. So, other way. So I have a two-part question. Mm -hmm. We've talked about. You said Chris Paul earlier. We just mentioned Kanye. So, is there a person that you want to uh, have purchase your, uh, you know, clothing? And is who is your favorite person that has already purchased something from you? I love Natty. From WWE, we like we're really close, and she loves the brand. She believes in it. Um, I worked with Chris Paul to through his stylist. I never actually met him, mm -hmm. so then you're just like crossing your fingers that the stylist is gonna speak up for you. Right. Um, I did. I do little things though when I dress stylist. I put my my Lorraine label in as much as I can, so they know it's coming from Ohio and Lorraine. And I left my little logo on his coat. If you see in the photo, it's like blinging my, my emblem. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool that the stylist left that on there. Um, so just little things, but like Natty, she's just, she let me stay in her hotel room during WrestleMania in New York and uh, let me sew there because the pieces I brought her were way too long. So she's like, yeah, you can just, I'm going to go film for Total Divas. I'll be back. You can sew here. Mm. You know, so I got, you know, to meet Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey and, 
you know, just seeing that world because I had le- I left the wrestling world. I was really big uh, into it in, in junior high. Yeah, mm-hmm. junior high and stuff. And uh, but then I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even knowing names, so I had to like speed myself up on that whole life, which was good because I think if I went into it as a big fan, it would been different. Right, we, right. We were able to vibe just as friends. You know, yeah, because so. you, you didn't look at him as like somebody over you. He's like kind of almost yeah, your peer. Yeah, like yeah, I'm here yeah. with you right now. Like yeah. we're kind of almost, you know, you're doing something else, but I'm here for a reason too. A lot of celebrities are like that though. I sat with um, Iman Shumpert and Tiana Taylor when I was doing stuff for him. And um, it's, I think they don't know how you're going to be, you know, and then so we're both trying to fill each other out. And I'm like, I'm not taking photos. I'm here to work. I got my measuring tape. You know, mm-hmm. and I let them ask for a photo. Dude, that's so Maddie's like, let's take a photo. I'm like, I never, you know. This is, what's Shump like? I've what? always wanted to meet Iman Shumper. What's Shump like? Oh, he's cool. He's laid back. He's I, laid I feel back. like he's laid back. Because like, I'm all about packaging. So I took, that was wrapped in my Paris um, collection. So the coat was based off Paris. So it was this wool coat. I put it in this Paris chest. He's like, man, this packaging, man. Dang. You know, he's like, you and Tiana do all that, because that's when she was getting into fashion, too, and we were talking, you know, doing the fitting, watching movies, talking about clothes, you know, so it's pretty cool to be in that world from time to time. It's not all day, every day, right? (laughs) but it, it humbles me to come back home to my store in Lorraine after I've been around celebrities and stuff and not thinking above people in Lorraine. Right. So... You don't need to hear nothing. WWE. <laughs> um. So then I guess I'll ask another question. Where has where where has been your favorite place that you have vacation to? Because you said you take a lot of things that you see outside the world and bring it back here. Which well, I think we talked about that on like one of our last podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's it's very important to go see the world and yeah. make it what you want it to be here. I think um, my wife's family is from Mexico. I got a lot of. Uh, history background and stuff so I'll take photos of different things and then I'll create fabric so like Mexico Cabo is beautiful um, you know Paris like I said is was really great like life-changing so but yeah I like my New York and LA I like I'm a city guy which is funny being from Lorraine mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got back from I just answers. got back from New York last week so yeah. I feel you you gotta have that city city energy mm-hmm. you know it's a different energy this leads me to a, I mean, it might be a deep question, but like, because you keep mentioning Paris and I see like you light up when you think about it. So mm-hmm. you must have had a lot of joy there. What was like your most inspirational and joyous moment there that you will always keep with you? Like, even if you um, thought you were going to get like dementia, like, you know, this thought ain't going to leave you. You always going to talk I about I think, it. um, like selecting my music. I was playing Miguel. I was just a different, I was the only male designer, um, so then, like, walking out on that stage, it's like, okay, I, I made it here, I did the clothing, I came from Ohio, I represented, so that was, like, that moment. And then meeting people, like, I got to meet um, the designer for Inaminate, I don't know if you guys heard of that brand, but he yeah. um, he's from Chicago, and he's really good friends with Don C and Kanye and stuff, and he was able to take me, his name is Chaz Jordan, but he, was able, he took us around Paris showed us love and stuff so it was cool to meet the people too you know mm-hmm. and um it's you're only one person away from like crazy big celebrities which is really cool to meet people and vibe with them like that so i always say that too i'm like you're one idea <laughs> you're one conversation away from like 
stepped into a whole different experience of life. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm just open anywhere I go. I'm like, you never know who I'm going to run into. Yeah, and a lot of, in the culture now, younger people like to burn bridges to, to prove a point. Sometimes you just got to bite your tongue. Yeah. Especially in that business. And I hope you that do. eventually the younger generation will understand that, again, <clears throat> life is about kind of like being in an oven. You can't just base everything on a microwave decision or mm-hmm. an opinion. You mm-hmm. have to really like let things settle in, marinate. You have to understand just all angles and context of it. Yeah. Because in the long run, you never know what that relationship might do for you. But if you burned it too early, right. Okay. Right. No, I tell people I'm like, listen, man, don't try to burn a bridge because you're not Jesus and you can't walk on water. So don't yeah. try to like yeah. do that. And not only that, uh, I heard this old old school uh, <laughs> for real. It was a terminology like never, you know, step on the toes that might lead to the ass that you might have to kiss someday too. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's some OG stuff. That's, right that's there. very OG. That's some OG stuff. Right. right. So yeah, I've learned that a lot. You know, he had to play the game and. It's not just fashion, it's business. I'm, like I was saying, like how to send the emails and not come off. Because in, in words, it could come off crazy if you're not yes. speaking. So it's like, you're just not trying to burn bridges and just keep it moving. And so your reputation in fashion is, is well, like making well, good made clothing. And um, I hear the stories from like Ted Jacobs being on Broadway and like all the people that came before me. And I'm like, that's cool and all, but I'm I'm on Broadway now, you know. I'm him. Right. right. I, I am him. Yeah. Like while I respect and love the past, I'm the now and the future. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I'm big on history, so I do like finding out about all that stuff from Lorraine so. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Lorraine, where do you see Lorraine in the next five years? I see way more businesses. I think I see that generation of our parents that were saying, You need to get the hell out of Lorraine, um, are the younger generations uh, really accepting that it's changed? So it's a renaissance. When I opened this, when we opened, I, I say we because me and my wife, I can't say I. Mm-hmm. Um, when we opened the boutique in 2012, I, I made a statement like, it's going to take like 10 years for it to look really good down here. We're in 2022. 10 years. Mm-hmm. It took those. You got to be really to, ready to be in those trenches for 10 years. Right. <laughs> a, right. Lot of people, a lot of people can't get past the two-year mark, three-year mark, six-month mark, and they're like, this right. is too much. I know. So, but when you're having fun with something that you're doing, those 10 years kind of went by quick, you know, just, you know, like uh, spreading the word, doing the fashion show at the Lighthouse, and just like trying to make history here. It shows like a whole different platform of what you can do, and what people would tell you not to do. Right, right. So. Ooh, under the right conditions, do you think you'll ever try to host a fashion show down there by the Black River Landing? Like, if the weather's permitted? Bro, it's probably already in the works. <clears throat> um, we talked about it. It was funny because what you want to do at some time may not be uh, your time. Right, I right. I remember we sat down at a, uh, we had a meeting at Midway Mall. They're like, yeah, we're going to let you do this show at the PacSun's stores closed. And it, it didn't work out. And I, like, wanted to do a show there so bad. And then three years later, after I traveled it a lot and, you know, did shows, they're like, yeah, you want to do a show at Midway Mall? I'm like, no. Hell no. Nah, I'm a pass on that. Car It was the same thing with the International. They were saying there was, like, a conflict with the, you know, the clothing from that. And I'm like, okay, we'll just we'll move on. I don't need to do a show there. I'll just... 
think, and it makes you think more outside the box when, right. you, when you can't have your way. Mm-hmm. So, in a, in a way, it's like you don't have to be forced. You try, I try to look at things of just happening uh, naturally. So, if you're butting heads with an opportunity, it's like, okay, I'll wait it out or just kind of let it play out. Mm-hmm. See which one will prevail. Yeah. yeah. Even for us, like, we're trying to fixate where our placement is in Lorraine mm-hmm. because we know we have something great here and we're trying to, like, you know, manifest it and monetize on what we yeah. want to do is just having guests like you yeah. who yeah. established yourself in Lorraine and like mm-hmm. how do we become get a piece of Lorraine in a sense like leave right. our imprint mm-hmm. that's like, what that's a big part of the reason I wanted to come on because I, I turned down interviews yeah. <laughs> so like I, I want to help out and, and give the knowledge to and, and and show the experiences that I've been through because I never had I didn't have a mentor a fashion mentor Cleveland became my mentor so mm-hmm. I had to see what other des- designers were doing. I'm like, I'm not going to do that and just learn it and adapt it. Luckily, I was able to do that because it wasn't like, hey, Javon, so let me show you how everything's done here fashion-wise and business-wise. It was just was like, and that's uh, actually stressful for a young person when you're trying to yeah, yeah. Tell filter me about through it. What, can, what I should do and what I shouldn't do. Like our first year, you know, one little thing if you miss on taxes – Oh, pay $2,000 right. you know business taxes so you learn that really quick you know but if you had a mentor they may say you gotta catch that mm-hmm. so, so yeah, you, you got a blend of like real life experience and now you're technically like a mentor to somebody looking up to yeah. getting into that space and yeah we'll definitely have more conversation after the podcast though, yeah but. for sure because we have the internship program that we run we accept students from Lorraine County, and we have a partnership with Kent State too. Mm-hmm. That's balling. That is balling. That is balling. Sure. Mm-hmm. You want to stop and, it now, or you want to ask my next question? Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, download this song, Dear Lorraine. Good. What song about Lorraine? All right, so go ahead. A- ask your question. So. Mr. Javon, I've been asking everybody that has been Lorraine-based these last few days, well, few weeks that has came on the podcast. Month, month. Is it? Has it been a month? It's, it's been, been a, it's been about a month. month. He's right. our seventh or eighth guest in a row. Well, I wasn't here last week. So. Consistently, but yeah. um, if you could physically pick up one thing and bring it to Lorraine, no matter what it is—a a, a building, um, a business, mm-hmm. a hospital—you know, anything you want to bring, a be, concept, being, yeah, what would it be? A rec center with a white space. Uh-huh. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So you, so it basically would be taking what I That's saw a as a kid. You know, you got your sports, and then you got your white space that you can do events and fashion shows, and you got an easy place for somebody to go do photo shoots for their website that's building their business. and. Um, and other cities have this. We just don't have it. Mm-hmm. And I always say, man... That guy's in the NFL or, or played in the NFL or played, you know, almost in the NBA. Like, they got the money. They can do it. But then, you know, it is millions of dollars. But we need that. We need that rec center slash white space here in Lorraine for sure. I mean, where, where would you put that at then? Um, somewhere on the water because then you're, like, focusing on what, what is Lorraine. Um, Lorraine is art in, uh, you know, um, on the water. You got to play on the you know the, the lake the mm-hmm. lake Erie mm-hmm. um, so yeah 
Yeah, we're we're a waterfront, waterfront city. Yeah. And it's often gets overlooked. Yeah. We're literally a jewel mm-hmm. that people don't talk about. Like we had Max Schaefer on and he said like the value of the rain, a lot of people don't see the value in it. And I'm like, we grew up in a we were blessed enough to grow up in an experience where like we see the good and bad in the rain, we see like the direction it could be. Mm-hmm. And we're pushing for where it should be. So it's important for us, I guess, to like network and have conversations like with you or whoever else is like willing to help us Mm -hmm. reach that space. Yeah, I'm a part of Main Street. That was a good uh, plug for Max. I'm on the promotions committee. So I do go to the meetings and we just give out ideas. We're really trying to change. We became accredited Main Street 2019 and then COVID hit. So now it's on the national registry as we're, you know, officially a main street in the United States so that's good so we have a good momentum going it's going in the right place it's not negative you know right right so no that's awesome Mm -hmm. okay so you just got married Mm -hmm. congratulations thank you congrats Congrats. how's marriage been it's been it's good to be official but we were together 12 years oh. yeah so this is just Ooh, like a, yeah. it's just a piece of paper at this point y- yeah so, no but, they but, stamped it it's a stamp of approval oh. now oh i'm sorry but it became a more of a of, of a official family business gotcha so okay i feel like my wife feels like she's like gonna go extra even extra hard <laughs> since it's official even though she was going hard before like she takes on my trade my ideas and we filter in if it's real life and is it financially like you know able to be done so you know like the lighthouse idea it was january freezing cold out and we're just think i'm just like talking out loud i'm like we should do a show at the lighthouse and it's freaking snow outside so you got to think about like the logistics yeah logistics and like how we're going to get them there and all that stuff and working with the port authority and lorraine and all, all that so um, how long does it take from like start to finish to like make up a collection? Mm-hmm. That's like, a good question. Um, you want to usually spend six months to a year on a collection because you have to do the research, then you have to source the fabrics, and then tell the story, and then think of venues too. How many pieces are usually what would consider would a collection be considered like more than five, more than six? Um, so usually 10 to 15. 10 to, f- oh. 10 to 15. Wow, that's, that's, a good but that's, that's looks. So when we, when we say looks, you got pieces, so it could be 10 to 15 looks, Look, so like, you got like 60 pieces. Oh, wow, so yeah, wow, um, damn, that's impressive. And you and you said six months to a year. So, so for me, when it's new to people and I'm coming up, I've already seen it and I'm, I'm almost over it and I'm already starting a new collection within that collection being shown. That's what I was going through in my so, mind. I'm like, technically to you, it's always like in a weird way, like last year's thing yeah, because you're always yeah. working Oh, so you're bringing last season to this season. Exactly. So it's like you're always ahead of the yeah, season. And you yeah. have to be as a visionary. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're always thinking like 20 steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah, because it's called fashion forecasting. So, yep. um, you know, you're looking at the Pantone colors, what's going to be the colors trending for that next year, and then getting ready for that. Because when you sell to a store and when you have buyers buying from you, they want to know what you're, they want to know their investment a whole year ahead of time of like and getting ready to put that collection in their store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you find yourself sometimes like, 
because again you're always building new do you like wear stuff from your newer collection that you're working on versus your last year's stuff because like you said sometimes Mm -hmm. you're like sick of it by the time you put it out yeah i'll get excited you know and then that's good testing the market you come out with something so brand new that you're like yeah it's not coming out to the new collection but you get the test to see if people are drawn to it or not right Makes sense. I'm so it's like Jordan, you get the sneak peeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The celebrities get the shoes like six months ahead of time, and then the customers get all hype. Like, well, Khaled had them six months ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so like, the collection behind you, mm-hmm. <laughs> is this last year or is this year? It's actually, um, so these are standalone pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. These two together are part of the collection, but these are kind of like standalone. Until we uh, released the full collection, they look like standalone, but they'll all go together. Okay. You, you okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, this piece is from LA. I was just excited about the fact. The material on that is crazy. amazing. So, um, it's breathable. A lot of pieces um, tell a story. That's how I first started off as a designer. So, um, story of this color, I love this color. I was putting neon laces in my sneakers in junior high before Virgil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I said, I just love fabric. Sometimes, you know, they don't tell a story, but the tropical look and what's trending was really good for that piece. And then this Letterman is our 15 year anniversary. Crazy. That's fire. We got our Paris patch. That's fire. We got the New York patch, LA. So all places have done shows. And Mm -hmm. then um, we have our lighthouse piece here. Coming to get that. It's the actual lighthouse piece from the rain. So we wanted to show like the night version of that. And then like we talked about earlier. I I want that. I want it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, take a trip to the store. I just wanted to bring some colors to show you guys and mm-hmm. show the, the uh, variety of pieces that we make because I'm, it's, I'm actually very hard to market and I just found that out with the, um, with the re- I mean I knew it but I got to really see with retail because we have everything from a $20 shirt to a $6,000 piece mm. so it's hard to market that it is yeah but before we keep going on, I just want to say thank you. I've, I've known Jacob my whole life, like literally my whole life, and you're the only person to ever make him question what he should wear ever. And it, for him to even question that he should look good in front of you. Yeah, we telling this for that's years. Just, that's, like, just, that's just say a lot, exactly. Oh, I've yeah, I my whole group life. chat. He was intimidated like, to come he was, really, he was really shook to not wear something oh, yeah. that was... Um, I was like, guys, like, he's big time. Like, he's my, He's been to Fashion Week. Like, not everybody gets invited. To, not everybody goes there, like... This is big for us. And I'm like, what should I wear? See, like, I'm like I was freaking fine. out. You're you had my man in shambles, bro. So thank you. I uh, got the handle on. You're good. <laughs> I mean, that should let you know among, you know, your local people, you're a celebrity. It can make people quiver a little bit. Yeah. You know, and that's the humbling part about it is I'm like a Michael Jackson. I got into fashion because I just wanted to get the clothes out there. So I was never thinking like, I, I, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be this. Right. So. Mm-hmm. For me, even if I was just making the clothes with all the face, I'd be like fine with that because I'm making beautiful things in in my atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So that's but, beautiful. You know, I could still pull up the McDonald's and like you're Javante. <laughs> <laughs> even though I don't know, eat fast food like that, but uh, I used to do it, and then people get excited. So I'm like, I walk in Walmart. I don't care. I'm from here. You know, like 
And I see that when I go to New York. Like, celebrities just doing normal stuff. So, it's mm. like, I'm not going to act like this bougie person just because I'm, you know, making clothes. Yeah. So. I wish everybody would be more like that. Like, when you know you're so comfortable in yourself and your community, why be, like, you know, feel like you're exonerated? Mm-hmm. Just shop and do you. Yeah. You saw me going in and save a lot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't have to drive all the way to Myers to feel like I got to go shop at Myers. I right. can just go to save a lot right by my store. Stood in line. And get the same shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, money don't change people. It just really enhance who they are. And, like, yeah. you, you're, you've always been yourself. So, it's like, no matter how high you go, it's like you're humbled. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I'm saying, like, you know, in your mind, you're like, yeah, I worked with Chris Paul, but I still got to go work at my store. You know, it's like, I dress people for BT Awards, I still got to go back and do the work. And right. I think people get caught up in that, like, it's exciting for that moment, but, like, unless you're dressing, you know, the uh, First Lady or Beyonce or Jay-Z and, you know, your your product goes crazy overnight or Cardi or something, then... Yeah, you might change financially, but even then, you still got to go do the work. Like, I, right. I know designers from Cleveland, uh, a girl, her name is uh, Fritz Good. She did Cardi B. Uh, she does, like, sneaker corsets, but she's still doing the work, you know? Like, so, we're all just trying to get to a point where our brand is almost on that level of, like, Virgil and stuff. But there, there'll never be brands as big as Louis Vuitton, Dior, like those days it's just, you know, it's a lot of independence, which right. is fine, yeah. yeah. It's just different times. Definitely, definitely. But we're just trying to grow and inspire people, you know, you see brands that branch off into having more locations and stuff and they lose their quality. We don't want, to, we don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So. Never, never compromise quality for yeah. quantity. Yep, there you go. There's like a organic process when you're like, creating a product i would imagine for you like you look at something you let it digest well for me anyway i look at a material or something i let it digest over time and i'm like mm-hmm. how do i want to implement what i'm looking at that's why i'm like i told you before the podcast i'm like i think i have to travel to yeah. get out of the creative like call it a shell in a sense because like i'm always in lorraine but i'm like there's more yeah. of the world i need to see it's oh, kind of yeah. like a writer's block yeah, yeah. creator's block because I'll, I'll even go to vintage and just because I've always loved an aspiration for just um, inspecting how clothing was made in the 80s and stuff like that. So, like, just the research alone will always win in the end, you know, because, like, if you have a t-shirt brand, you should go to Vintage. Like, that's why I love Relic. Shout out to uh, RIC3. Shout yeah, out to my Ray. boy. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'll pick up pieces from I actually had to get pieces for him from a movie that I was working on for research. So, you know, that Lorraine connection through Hollywood. Mm. Right. And I'm like, you know, it gets him hyped because he had the actual pieces that I needed. It's just crazy. So, you know, know, it's it's pretty cool. That's cool as hell, man. So, uh. That's what we need to have on next, right? Yeah. No, we're going to have him on next. Because the vintage the world future. is a whole mm-hmm. other world than designing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's definitely on top of it with the vintage yeah, shit, bro. We're gonna reach out to you. He has so you many. He has so many Indian shit. Yeah, yeah. I be just wanting to pull up just off of that alone, bro. <laughs> no, cause his studios, uh, his studios on Broadway. Yeah, he's yeah. like right by his. And I'm I'm just happy for him because we, I I kind of felt like I took him under my wing with um doing it. We did his first pop up at my store, 
And I think sometimes people get scared of me because they see me, you know, like models, they'll, they'll barely talk to me after we kind of, like, they don't want to be, you know, in my space. But I'm like, hey, I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we tried it out. And you see potential in people. And that was a big thing about it. It's like, I could see you're younger. We actually tried to get him to model when he was, like, straight out of Clearview. He's just young. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm not trying to model. And then years when he became his whole personality, he started doing the uh, vintage clothing. I'm like, do a pop-up. And then, you know, it went really well. We did another one. And then I trusted him enough to, I was in Mexico, I let him take over the store. <laughs> That's trust you know? right there. Yeah. So uh, it's just been a cool process. And I don't feel old, but to, to have that, uh, you know, lane of being able to help people out is pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so advice you will leave somebody if they ask you. What, what's some advice you would just give any entrepreneur? Uh, to pay attention to taxes. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you got all your paperwork right. Um, you know, certificates and stuff like that. Have a good working website, which is always an ongoing challenge. You know, we're always trying to capitalize and make our site better. Have a good website. Um, try to have a good social media presence. Um, and be a people person because at the end of the day, I'm customer service. I mm -hmm. mean, I, if you go back, I worked at Teletech 10 hour day uh, shifts on the phone and hated it. <laughs> but in that, that uh, growth, it comes back to being able to be a people person and sell the clothes. Even if they don't buy something, you had that five minute conversation and they're like, man, Javon's a cool dude. A year or two later, I'm going to go invest with them and buy a piece. Mm -hmm. That could be two years that they didn't come back, but they remember that one conversation. Period. That's me, oh, man. Jacob? That's what? Good? We good? Yeah, we good. Okay. Um, and so. I just want to thank you guys for inviting me on. Oh, oh we, I think this is good. We got two more things. Mm -hmm. you have any questions for us? Have you listened to past episodes, or do you just have any random questions for us? I just love what you guys are doing. It's 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 a chance taker when you're doing, for one, podcasts. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big thing. And, and you guys have the right equipment, so that's kudos. And mm -hmm. everything's sounding clear. So I love and respect that you guys are taking that chance. Because people will talk, yeah, I want to do a podcast, man. I want to do it. And it'd be three years later, yeah, I still want to do that podcast. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to try to get it together, man. I'll have you on there. So, yeah, I think it's really cool that you guys are doing that. Yeah, and you're younger, so you know, mm -hmm. getting the word out about. I'm younger. I don't know about y'all. Hey, he just turned thirty, so you know, that's young to me. I'm yeah. thirty-six, so. Um, <laughs> but coming, coming from Lorraine, I think a lot of more people are taking chances on different genres. You know. Yeah, I can agree to that. Yeah, yep, so no matter I, what it I, is. I really love that aspect of it. it. Makes me feel good to see it. So, yeah, man. It's interesting, you know, because people don't, they won't act unless they like see it see somebody I do it i know i know and that's the reason i wanted to come on because actually i've done other pot you know podcasts at radio stations and stuff here in the city but i'm like that's a cool thing that they're doing i need to go on there appreciate yeah. that yeah. no we definitely appreciate I'm doubling that, down on my appreciation because you've already stated it you've turned down podcasts <laughs> right like hell yeah right. so another thing we do on each and every episode mm -hmm. we're very aware of mental health mm -hmm. so around the table we go around one through ten how you feeling for the week? Just spiritually, financially, yeah. just culmination. I'll, I actually start off this week. Can we start off? I, I mean, you can. I, oh, you start off. Later. Okay. I'm a I'm a solid nine. That's good. Had you know our birthday was last weekend. Got 
I got messed up for my Happy theory. Birthday. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, and then I had a cookout yesterday with my family. Just small little thing. So, it was fun. Good work week. Can't complain. That's awesome. So, yeah, side nine. So, for me, I'm at like a uh, eight and a half. I need some food in my life. You're a third on that, man. Yeah, so that's where I am. Uh, No, I'm just very appreciative of like the energy and space that I'm like going to. Again, the pleasure of having you on the episode with us. Like, that's it's definitely motivational for not only us, but myself because I can see like what's going to happen. And it's like kind of like reassuring in a sense. So, um, yeah, so I'm like eight and a half. I'm gonna dial back and say eight and a half too. Uh ain't nothing really too bad happened to me this week. For real. No stress. I got back from New York like we was talking about earlier. My cousin graduated high school out there, so okay. he's about to be a a registered nurse. He's going to school for that. Nice. Full ride. Um so family's doing good. They're about to come back up here for uh the international. Wait, is that the family that came to my yeah. Oh, wedding? Yeah. oh snap. okay. So they're about to come back down for the international, and then we go back down in Florida in November to go see my uh, cousin's quinceanera. So I got a lot of traveling, like you said, to go do this year. It's um, needed. Yeah. And everything else is cool, man. Solid. Papa Cliff, Dove Chocolate. Um, I'm at a solid nine. I'm going to go with Jacob. I mean, outside of the weird online BS that happened within the past 24 hours. Which we won't talk about because that is yeah. that is weird. It, it was just we'll talk about weird. that. After. Okay. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, though, like, I was happy to see that Jace uh, scored the only goal of his game being a soccer dad. I'm about to yeah. teach him how to play basketball. Get something to eat, go hoop later. I told you, you got to You're teaching him how to play? Yeah, I'm about to teach him how to play. Don't we don't need it. you out there how to do it. Look at you. You can't even, you talking about it and your eyes are getting tired. What are you mm-hmm. teaching Parker? How to pass water. Thank you. Yeah. And blow <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> so with that being said, <laughs> I'm just on top of the world. I'm happy that, you know, me and my woman didn't let that stuff bother us. I'm happy I'm just active. Um, me and my cousin got a little crew. Oh, I'm hopping on 2K later. I got a crew going with my cousin. There you go. I got everything going for me. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I think one of y'all told me, I think, or Jamie told me, uh, sports betting is allowed. As oh, yeah. Of, oh, uh, January 1st, 2023. Yeah. I'm, ooh, I'm happy about that. Okay. So I'm just happy. And again, you have been an inspiration because with uh, Ash talking about creative genius, I've had an idea. I've been just helping my woman out a lot because of stuff going on in her life. But I've had a vision for Illuminative Vision. That's something I want to start up and I can't wait to get started Mm -hmm. because just being around you two again is just inspiring. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get that out. Appreciate I'll it. just say I'm on a five. Okay. Five. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I had a crazy stressful week, but you know, entrepreneur wise, on a high level like that, it's crazy. Okay. But coming on the podcast, I'm back to an eight. Okay. Okay. Bounce right. back. Bounce back. Bounce back. Just, See what you know, we do for your mental health. It's 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 off, bro. It's <laughs> off. It's just tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. You got a drink for us today, Cliff? Yes, I do actually, and I thought it was perfect. I feel like this phone either listens or just knows when to give me the right gem. Mm-hmm. That's the algorithm. Before you do that, I want to, I want to right. uh, shout out our sponsor, Creative Genius. Yeah, shout out to the sponsor, uh, Creative Genius Brand. Again, if you want to purchase some merch, go into our website www.creativegeniusbrand.org. Uh, click on the tab IOU. You'll see our merch and explore the website, and you know, tap in. Javon, you want to drop your tag too? Yeah, we're at www.javonterrence.com, J-E-V-O-N-T-E-R-A-N-C-E.com. Um, I love what Creative Genius is doing. A guy actually came in, and I'm actually I'm familiar with brands and logos. I think it's just because I'm a designer, but he had his hat on with the G on there. 
And um, I'm like, so that's cool. You got you're buying Lorraine brands. You yeah. Know? Like I like to see that. I don't want to just. I was on the island for years, so I feel like I, it's really good. You got Malcolm. He's making pieces. Uh-huh. You know, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like this gym really. Um, how do I say it captures you? Just because people are doing extraordinary things doesn't mean they're not ordinary people. Oh yeah, that's perfect. By Larry <laughs> Hamilton. That's, that's literally perfect. perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. There yeah, we go. That's perfect. This has been an yeah. uh, episode of It's On Us. Again, follow us on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, just tap in with us. Twitter, stuff at making a post or a IG, comment on there too. Yep. Snapchat. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. There you go. Look at that. Bye, mom. Ciao. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is going to wrap it, guys. The episode is finished. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please be sure to like it, share it with your friends and family, and be sure to follow us on all our social media pages at IOUPodcast440. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. We'll see you soon. Bye.